Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 134. Hey, Richers, happy Monday, and thank you for being here. It makes me very happy. Today, we have a very exciting episode, because we finally have my mountain project episode. For years, I've been asking entrepreneurs whether they ever climbed a mountain, wish to climb a mountain, or do they have any relationships with mountains at all? Lately, we collected all these mountain stories, and today you will hear a few of these incredible stories. I think you're going to love it, and I believe you can learn a lot from that. I'd love to hear your comments about this episode. Did you like it or not? Or do you have your own mountain story? I'd love to hear from you. So leave a comment on the show notes of this episode at the richomiss.com website or email me directly chayut, H-A-Y-U-T, at richomiss.com. I promise to answer any email. Today, we are going to hear a few incredible mountain stories from the Marathon Monk course on Mount Hei in Japan to work with a paralyzed young mom with a two-year-old daughter that had a catastrophe traffic incident and dreamt on skiing with her daughter one day to climbing the mountain of depression and anxiety or climbing Mount Whitney in the Sierra Nevada mountains, the highest mountain in America outside Alaska. Many successful entrepreneurs climb mountains, while others use mountains as a metaphor to describe what is necessary to conclude the peak, including the fatiguing yet rewarding journey to the top. Still, other entrepreneurs use mountains as an allegory for a significant goal they wish to achieve, such as becoming a billion-dollar market cap company. And you should listen to the amazing story of Melissa Smith later on. For many years, I myself compared the act of taking possession of your potential customers' minds and of building awareness, likability, and trust of a leading brand to the act of climbing the highest mountains. You climb step by step to the peak, reach your position as a market leader, hopefully, and then start climbing a new mountain with a new product or another brand. The idea of mountains as representation of a strong position in the market is mentioned by Al Rees and Jack Trout in their excellent book, Marketing Warfare. A quote, In military warfare, mountains and higher altitudes areas represent strong position and often are used to present a strong defense. In marketing warfare, 
The question is who holds the mountain in the customer's mind? So at some point, I started to ask the successful entrepreneurs I interviewed about their habits or dreams of climbing mountains. I invite you to listen to these inspiring stories. Find which entrepreneurs and stories you identify with most and review your entrepreneurial objectives, market overview, and plan. By making your business as strong as possible, you will be able to quickly and easily achieve entrepreneurial success. My first interviewee is Jeremy Lidden, and he is first because I loved his story and because my daughter and her husband climbed the same mountain he climbed. Jeremy is an entrepreneur for 16 years, co-founder and executive director of Capital Pitch, president of the G20 Young Entrepreneurs Alliance Australia for five years. He represents Australia in youth employment and entrepreneurship at the United Nations. Ever since I was little, I've been pretty, I, I watched this cartoon called City of Gold and it was about the Aztec and Incan and Mayan sort of civilizations and it was these kids searching for these temples and um, I've been obsessed ever since I started traveling with Machu Picchu and Peru and I recently got to go there wow. finally after 20, 20 plus years of, of wanting to go there so just about a month ago I got to go and and I've heard these stories of, of it being completely clouded over and sometimes you never get to see anything um, and, and I, I, I sort of in, in thinking about this this question you now when you asked it, it's it's kind of similar to the entrepreneurial journey. Like I finally got there, it was cloudy and imperfect, and I was potentially going to be very disappointed. And but there's this old mountain um, called oh, it's the what's old Machu Picchu mountain. They only let about 400 people up there each day, and it's and it's 600 meters like almost straight up. It's super hard. It takes about an hour to hike up there. Um, so it's so I mean, it's not a, it's not a, one of the biggest mountains in the world, but but it was bloody hard work. And so I, after only barely getting glimpses of Machu Picchu temples, I, I hiked up this mountain and um, you know went super hard. I did it in 45 minutes when it's supposed to take an hour, and I just absolutely killed myself um, walking up there. And and I got up there and could, you could kind of see Machu Picchu glimpses through the clouds that looked like they were starting to clear. And, and then when I went back down, it was like the heavens opened and it was just absolutely beautiful and couldn't have been more perfect. And, you know, sometimes the heavens just open with entrepreneurship and, and after a shitload of hard work, um, things align and, and it all becomes easy for a while. And, and that's exactly what happened to me on my mountain climbing journey. <laughs> Kate Sheehan is a director of the Occupational Therapist Service Company, and she is an occupational therapist specializing in environmental design and equipment provision. I think my greatest successes, or the ones that have the most impact on me, are usually my interactions with my actual clients, clients who've had a catastrophic injury. Um, and we've spoken about this case before, but there's one particular case that really had an impact on me, which was a young mum who had a two-year-old daughter who was involved in a catastrophic in, uh, uh, road traffic in incident, oh. which left her um, paralysed. Oh. 
I was pulled in very quickly by the legal team to look at working with this this person to move their life forward. Uh, and I, I met this um, lady in a spinal injury unit and she was lying flat on her back two weeks post-accident yeah. in complete trauma. Uh, and I sat down next to her and we were just chatting about general life. Uh, and the one thing that I always ask my clients is, what is your goal? Hmm. What do you want to do? And her comment back to me was, I want to be able to ski with my daughter. Oh. And, you know, when you look at somebody lying there, not even being sat up following the accident, um, that's quite a jump. But I didn't, for me, it's about not saying no. It's about going, well, how do we achieve this? So I said to this client, I said, OK, that's your goal. That's what that's where we'll get to. And she she smiled at me and she said, you're the first person who's actually said something positive. Hmm. Because everybody was saying, well, you won't be able to do this and you won't be able to do that and you'll have difficulty working and, you know, this driving is going to be a problem. Uh, so all these things have been so negative. Uh, and that smile just, well, it just made me want to get her where she wanted to go. And it was a long journey. Um, it was um, getting her um, into a property that was suitable for herself. It was about getting her back to work. It was about finding a school for a daughter because it took us three years to get there. Um, all these things had to be put in place. Um, and what we often find in these cases is once the kind of medical legal settlement has been made, a lot of our clients... I, I can't think of a, a polite way of putting it. We, we're all sacked usually. Um, and it's not malicious. It's just that they've had enough of professionals managing their lives and they mm. just want to get it themselves. Um, but between, you know, between us, she kept emailing and saying, can you help me with this? Can you help with that? Um, and I introduced her to the disabled skiing team in Milton Keynes. And about two years later, I remember sitting in a coffee shop and getting a text message. And on that text message was a picture of this client with her daughter in Verbier at the top of the mountain. Wow. And it just went, it just said, got there. Wow. And to me, as a therapist, you cannot put a value on that. She got what she wanted, which was her goal achieved, and she was skiing with her daughter again. Hmm. Um, and even now, it gives me goosebumps hmm. thinking about The next story is the story of Thomas Lornavicius. Thomas is a lifestyle entrepreneur and blogger from Lithuania, traveling the world with a mission to empower one million people to change their lifestyle for good. Yeah, I, I see mountains. I'm really fascinated by mountains. And, you know, there's there's absolutely no logic reason why people climb mountains. You get absolutely nothing. You're, you're exhausted. People die. And uh, climbing, you know, the Everest costs a fortune. But people still do it. And, and I couldn't understand it until I, I climbed my, my first mountain, volcano slash volcano in, in Bali, Indonesia. And... Uh, we went there at, I believe, we left home at 2 a.m., so there was like 
a two hour, one and a half hour rides to the volcano area. And then we started hiking at night with, uh, with flashlights and, and some water. And it was raining, it was windy and it was cold. And, you know, after two hours, mm. we, we, we reached the top and then, uh, there, you know, in, in the next 10, 15 minutes, we saw the, we saw the sunrise and I was completely exhausted and shivering from, from the wind and the, and the cold, but it was completely worth it. And, uh, I, you know, at the top, I asked myself, why, why did I do this? And it's not that I want to prove something to myself, but to others, but I think, it's really beautiful to see the capabilities of, of humans and just to see that there's much more in life than just, you know, sitting at home and, and scrolling your Facebook feed. And uh, you feel mm-hmm. more connected to the world and you see that uh, it's a really beautiful place and uh, you shouldn't waste your time here. So I think that's why I really, I'm really fascinated by mountains and uh, I would love to climb uh, mountain Everest one day. Maybe not the very top, but, uh, mm-hmm. but at least, uh, you know, the, the main base camp. So that's my aspiration so for, 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 for time being. Melissa Smith is a marketing expert, author, writer, public speaker, and technology innovator who worked with more than 300 companies and then founded Robotic Marketeer, an AI-based technology that develops marketing strategies. And she, as I told you, has a very beautiful metaphor. <laughs> well, I haven't climbed any significant mountains. And I look at people that do and I think they're amazing. Um, but I would have got bored in the first couple of hours. Um, I certainly do I go up mountains to ski. So it's always on a lift. So that doesn't really count either. But I suppose I have a business mountain that, I'm looking to conquer. Um, you know, I never thought it was possible and it was never my dream. And when it became closer to a reality, it made me think differently. And, and that is um, quite an interesting goal. Um, and it's to have a, a business with a $1 billion market cap. And, oh. you know, it's really something that I'd never thought about before because it wasn't in my realm. But with this technology company, all of a sudden things have changed. Um, just to put it in perspective, you know, climbing that mountain for us to get a billion-dollar market cap is literally only 100 <gasps> strategies a day. Wow. So to be – Wow. It's such a brave but also a very, um, very exciting mountain because it means that you really believe you can get there. Wow. It sounds terrific. Yeah. You've just got to be able to break – when you're climbing a mountain, you've got to break it down into small bits. And being able to break it down to 100 strategies a day, if we could do that every single day, wow. that's all we need, um, really helps us get to that top. And really, it's not about the money figure. It's just about, you know, what is a goal that you could potentially have? And we came up with it together as a team. Um, and we're really focused on it um, in a good way. Um, it, you know, if we don't reach it, then it's not going to be the end of the world. But it's certainly something to look forward to. Wow. I love that. And my next guest to tell his very meaningful mountain story is Mark Schaefer. Mark is a globally recognized author, speaker, podcaster, and business consultant who blogs at Grow, one of the top five marketing blogs of the world. His many global clients include Pfizer, Cisco, Dell, Adidas, and the U.S. Air Force. 
Let's hear his story. Well, I, I, um, when I was a child, I grew up in in a, an American state called West Virginia, but it's it, and it's it's a relatively small state. But the people in West Virginia say it's actually the largest state. God just forgot to flatten it out <laughs> because it, it's called the Mountain State. Basically, the entire state is within the Appalachian Mountain chain in in America. So I grew up in mountains. That's where I love to go to find uh, peace. And a few years ago, I had an opportunity to climb the highest mountain in America outside of Alaska. It's Mount Whitney in California in the Sierra Nevada mountains. It's 15,000 feet high. Wow. So I had to go through special training to climb this mountain because at 15,000 feet, the air is very thin, so I had to take special pills for my blood. I had to go through special training. And the difficult thing about this climb, and there is a business lesson here, was that normally when you climb a mountain, you ascend 1,000 feet a day to help your body acclimate. So you do 1,000 feet a day. But when you do Mount Whitney, there's a base camp at 10,000 feet, okay. and then you go up to 15,000 feet and back wow. down to 10,000 feet in one day. Very, very difficult. And, you know, it's snowy and it's icy, even in the summer. The snow and the ice never leave the top of the mountain. And when you get to the top of the mountain, it's so hot, you're looking down on planes. Oh. That's how high you could look down at planes. So... I did okay until about the last thousand feet. And at that point, it was very, very rocky and the rocks were sharp. There wasn't a good path. My legs just felt like they were concrete. And, but I, I just couldn't stop because I was there with my friends. We all needed to make it to the top. So I just looked at the feet hmm. of the person in front of me. I just said, keep doing that. <laughs> Just watch those feet and take those steps. If they take a step, you take a step. They take a step, you take a step. I just had to find some way to keep going, some mental framework to keep going, even though my body was quitting. Hmm. And I think there's a great lesson for that in business too. Um, as it's, it's one of the great profound lessons I learned when I was writing the known book is that today, in business and in marketing and in building a personal brand, consistency mm -hmm. is more important than genius. I probably looked terrible climbing that mountain, but <laughs> I did it. But I never would have done it if I would have quit, if I would have found some excuse. And even when it's painful, even if, you know, if you're not feeling well or you want to uh, quit, you've got to find some way to keep going. I, I wrote a blog post about this last week where I was out of the country for three weeks recently. Most of it was on vacation. Yeah. And starting in January, I wrote ahead so I would never miss a blog post. Okay. And I, th I think that a lot of people might think, why don't you just skip a week? Why? No, the world isn't going to end if you just skip a week. But I just can't do that because people rely on me. They count on me. I'm part of the fabric of their lives. They start their day with a cup of coffee in my blog. And I worked so hard to earn that. And I'm not going to let people down. Because mm -hmm. if you say, yes, I can skip a week, 
Then the next question is going to be, can you skip two? Hmm. Can you skip three? Is the world going to end? No, but you have to be there. You have to be consistent. You have to keep working to succeed. It's more important than genius or having the big idea, becoming a habit, becoming part of the fabric of people's lives. And here is another kind of story. Lance Kohler is the savvy navigator, an international expert who has been involved in the international trade, export, import, and transport for 50 years. Over the last 10 years, he has developed and expanded his social media networks exponentially, especially LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and BB, with more than 300,000 followers. Sandy and I in 2006 were on a five-week vacation in Britain and we went on a Swiss-European tour. And Sandy, as a young girl, had loved the 1959 film, we're going back a long time, called Third Man on the Mountain. It was about a boy who he attempts to realise his father's dream of climbing an alpine peak known as the Citadel. Well, that was what it was called in the, oh. in the film. But it was actually the Matterhorn was where it was where it was filmed. Now, when she said about going to Britain and, and doing a Swiss tour, she said, What do you want to do? And I said, Look, darling, whatever you want to do, that will be fine. Just tell me when I have to be at the plane to board it. Whatever you arrange, it'll be fine with <laughs> me. So she arranged this tour and we did some amazing things. But she part of the, the thing was the Swiss tour. And so one night we arrived in, it's on a bus tour, it was fantastic. We had a great group of people there. So we arrived in the village of Zermatt, which is near the Matterhorn in Switzerland. Oh. And after dinner on this particular oh. night, when we went up to a room, we opened the door and our pokey little balcony was just, you know, it was a little, little hotel with this little balcony. It wasn't huge. But we, we got out there and yeah. we looked up. It was a corridor of, of surrounding buildings. But when we looked out we, and poked our heads around a bit, we could see the glistening summit of the Matador. The snow was glistening in the, in the oh. it must have been a full moon, I think. And Sandy just, she was just overwhelmed by this. Wow. This is what she wanted to see for so long. Now, it's not a climbing of the mountain or anything, but if you think of the valley that we went through when we lost our house, this was the the other end of the spectrum was so amazing and we just had a you know it was just one of those magical moments that uh, you have sometimes it was just amazing it doesn't seem much wow. possibly to everyone else but for us in our own you know situation it was just beautiful so she achieved her dream of visiting us <laughs> it is christopher penn is a recognized thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker. He has shaped four key fields in the marketing industry. Google Analytics Adoption, Data-Driven Marketing, Modern Email Marketing, and Artificial Intelligence Machine Learning in Marketing. And you will be surprised to hear his unique mountain story. Um, so in the martial arts tradition I practice, there's also a, um, a, a spiritual component as well. And one of the things that I will be doing probably in the next 10 or 20 years of my lifetime is going to Japan and doing the marathon monk course at least once 
on wow. a mountain called Mount Hiei. Mount Hiei is in the western part of Japan. And there's a course that is approximately uh, 26 miles or about 42 kilometers. And that wow. as part of an ordination, when, when you become ordained into this, this spiritual tradition, you have to, to walk that circuit uh, every day for seven days uh, for the basic ordination, which is a heck of a lot of walking. Um, <laughs> but the reason for it is that it helps you take you on a journey to understanding that the mountain itself Oh, it is a physical mountain, and you have to walk up and down in, in this really big circuitous loop. But it's to train you to realize that actually it's not it's not a, a mountain. It's the journey of life that you're going through, and you have mm. to be able to 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 make that transition that that you know keep on that path and be able to overcome obstacles over and over again, day after day, in order to succeed. And and here's the funny part: climbing the mountain is not the big deal. Right. Yes, it's a long path, but the it because it's a circuit, because it's a the circle. It is mm. the journey that's the important part, not getting to the top. There's there isn't a destination. And so, when are you planning to take the course? Ten or twenty years from now. Ah, okay, okay. So we have some time. It sounds quite rough, isn't it? Yes, and so you have to do some preparation and things, but also you know there's a whole other set of of practices that come with doing that. Um, to get ready for it. So it, it will take probably at a minimum a decade to get there. Royce Sutton is an experienced C-level executive, board director, and former CEO in the telecommunication and digital media. Based in London, Royce is currently a business consultant using his skills and experience to help people make the most of their lives. His objectives are achieved by creating digital products designed to offer people solutions to the many common problems they face. And Roy is telling us the story of one of the most famous mountaineers in the world. It's an amazing story. Well, I, I wouldn't describe myself as a mountain climber, but, but in, in the 90s, I was on a degree program at uh, the University of London. Yeah. And one of my uh, fellow students was the adventurer Bear Grylls, who I'm sure will be well known to, to many of your listeners. Definitely. Um, and while we, while we were on that program, he climbed Everest. And at the time, he was the youngest person ever to reach the summit. Wow. And... I was speaking with him afterwards, and he said to me something which I thought was very interesting. He said the reason he was fascinated by Everest was because nobody could put you there. No train, no plane, no automobile could put you there. The only way to get there was through your own efforts, through your own uh, determination to reach the summit. Uh, you had to take it one step at a time, and you really had to want to get there. And I thought that that was a wonderful uh, metaphor for um, for success because I think hmm. success is um, there's no elevator to success. There are no shortcuts. <laughs> you have to take the stairs. You have to be determined. You can only get there through your uh, own efforts, and you get there one step at a time. So for me, I was impressed with Bear Grylls. Uh, yeah. determined to get, get to the top of Everest. And I, I think if I were to climb a mountain, that would be the mountain I would want to climb because it is the ultimate challenge and you have to get there through your own efforts. There is nobody that can do it for you. You can only get there by doing it yourself. And um, I am all for 
you know, testing myself and mm-hmm. and trying to, to stretch myself as far as I can and reaching my full potential. Wow. This is a beautiful story, and I really love that. Deepak Shukla is the founder and CEO of Peer Lemon, a four-times award-winning SEO agency in London. When he is not running his agency, you will find him running marathons, 25 so far, completing Iron Man, two so far, or playing with his cat, Jenny. I had to put the cat in. Let's listen to his mountain story. In 2014, I was living for three months in Lisbon. Lisbon, yeah. Um, as part of that trip, I journeyed over to Madeira, which is an archipelago. It's a collection of islands off, off the coast of Portugal. Um, it's quite far away. You, you fly out and... Whilst I was there, or the reason that I went there was to climb ultimately the, the, the mountains, the formerly active volcanoes wow. of, of Madeira. And when I say climb, it was to run in a uh, 115-kilometer ultramarathon. So to run that, while climbing the mountain? Yeah. Why did you have so to run? I, I was running. I was competing in an ultramarathon. Wow. <laughs> and the, the ultra marathon was on the mountain and um you know it, it ultimately ended up being a a 27 hour run you know it, it started at midnight on a friday i finished battered and broken on sunday morning at around 5 a.m or something like this with with, with a couple of runners um, it had a 50 percent finish rate half the people that started did not finish um, and you know, you, you have 7,200 meters of elevation gain, I believe. Wow. So close to 10,000 meters up and down, up and down you're running. And that, that, that whole journey was a lot like businesses, to be honest with you, Hyatt, you start off at midnight, excited, you know, happy, chirpy, you go, you get going, things are like exciting and interesting for the first six hours. There's lots of kind of chatter. As time passes and you begin to get a bit more weary and you begin to get a, li- a little bit less buoyant, you see the herd start to thin as people spread out, as people you know, are going at their own kind of velocity and the, 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 the realization of what waits in front of you begins to slowly ease its way in, into the run. You team up with maybe a person here or there, one of you. Some of you don't quite make the checkpoint for the cutoff. So then you find yourself alone again. And, you know, you're, you're, you're 15 hours in now and it's 2 a.m. in the middle of the night. It's, it's raining like cats and dogs. You're <laughs> up so high that you're in, in the clouds and you ask yourself that question. Why? <laughs> sure. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? And the next five, 10 hours will be just relentless pounding on the ground, just doing the same action, the same thing over and over and over, and boredom, pain, distraction, all of these things kind of, you know, enter your mind, and you're, you're, you, you try and find as many reasons as you can to kind of give up or to, 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 to go back. And for most of us, that's the journey of entrepreneurship. Hmm. In a way, I think you're right. And did you make it to the top? The ending point was yeah. on the top or 
Oh no. The ending point was 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 back where we started 20, 27 hours later, and um, I I thankfully did make it back. Um, it, it was a uh, it was an incredible journey, and you know amongst the hardest things I've ever done. The next story is the story of Ofer Shayo. He's a passionate tech entrepreneur who co-founded DaVinci in 2007 and developed a world-class team of talents with a diverse, innovation-driven culture. DaVinci was acquired by Cultura in 2014 and his mountain stories has a major part in his entrepreneurship. Oh, I like mountains and actually... The first and the last time, maybe, and maybe the last time for forever, I climbed a mountain. It was in 2004, and back then I met Ido Wiesenberg, my co-founder in Tivinci. And it is funny because, as you said, building a startup, it's like climbing a mountain, and it's, it's really similar experience. And the fact that, that we met on that mountain, we didn't know that we are going to be such a good friends and we are going to do something together but during climbing this mountain we discuss about call it the magical triangle of pc mobile and tv and we thought what we can do together what can change the world by combining techie product that will allow people to do something with these devices i'm speaking about 2004 it was before the ipad it was uh, uh, way before Netflix was online. So we had a very not clear vision, but uh, we tried to connect uh, the dots later on. It took us a few years and to find something that will meet this vision. And in the end, our vision came true by establishing uh, Tivinci. Brian Mounsley has more than 20 years in the IT and digital space along with a flair of sales. Created, developed and launched the social media formula that embraces multiplied platforms to achieve optimum success online. Okay, so why I like this question is because you've got, there's two ways of answering it. And I'm actually going to use both. Hmm. So the, the first way in terms of actually climbing a mountain, I feel like there is a great deal of effort involved in climbing a mountain and a great deal of skill. There's also a fair amount of risk. And before I met my wife, I reckon I would have signed up to climb any mountain if somebody asked me to. Really? Since meeting my wife, um, and even more so since my son was born, I have sort of toned it down a little bit to the point where I think, um, yeah, I, I actually am needed by people, and as a result, uh, should probably not put myself in harm's way unnecessarily. So I can't say that I have any ambition to climb any particular real-world mountain. Maybe, maybe Kilimanjaro because it's the highest in Africa. But the, the second part is obviously the, the more um, metaphorical mountain. And, and I think that I would rather use the marathon version as I am a runner. Hmm. In, in all fairness, I haven't run for a while, but I am a runner. I consider myself to be one. And I think that the, the beauty of a marathon and 
only runners will truly understand this. I've done a few half marathons. I've never done a full marathon, but only runners will truly understand this. And that is that once you are fit enough to do a race, you actually get into almost a, I call it getting into the zone, and I'm sure it's used quite often, where everything is working the way it should be, and you just keep going. And it is, I personally find it after about three kilometers, which means that for the first three kilometers, almost any excuse to stop, I will. <laughs> but once I get past that kilometer, I almost, I, I feel the shift almost happen. It, it's so apparent that I know it's happening and my breathing slows, my pulse rate slows, and I just get into that zone. And I think that from a metaphorical point of view, I personally think that I am, I'm in that zone at the moment with my business. And now it's a matter of just pushing to get a personal best on my metaphorical marathon in that I want to be able to take all the skills and expertise that I've gathered and the team that I've created and the platforms and all of this. And it's funny, tomorrow I'm going to spend the next three days with, uh, with uh, some family and um, I work with my family. Uh, well, basically, my sister and my dad work with me. Hmm. And um, we're going to be putting in place a plan for 2019 where everything is coming together. Literally, every single element of the last five years of my business is all going to be put into a hopefully beautiful plan that rolls out in 2019 that will give us all the, the rewards that we have been working for. So I'm about to run my personal best in 2019. Hmm. That's, that's where I stand on my mountain or marathon. What a great answer and what a great way to actually conclude our interview. Okay, here is one of our interviewees that actually climbed one of the seven highest peaks in the world. Andres Pira was homeless at the age of 16, sleeping on the bench. Today he runs over 19 companies, employs over 200 people, and is one of the largest real estate developers in Thailand. I'm happy you asked that question. Mountains is one of my biggest passions because when I'm up in mountaintops, I'm, I'm a mountaineer. I, I climb mountains all over the world. I do treks and hikes mm. in many different continents. I've been in active volcanoes. I just came back from Kilimanjaro. I summited. Oh, you climbed the Kilimanjaro. This is great. Yeah, I did. And it was the best, one of the best uh, treks I ever done. And then. And why I do it, well, I get my biggest inspirations and motivations when I'm away from civilizations, when I'm away from phones and faxes and emails and phone calls. That's when I have mm -hmm. time for myself and think about my next visions or my next goals and companies or uh, strategies and all these great creations and, and creativity comes to me when I'm up with nature all by myself or with uh, good friends. So I, I love that. I did this. My biggest passion is when I really feel being alive is to, to do this thing. So, yeah. I mentioned it before. I love this story of Mark Metry. Mark is the host of iTunes top chart podcast, Humans 2.0. Mark's shows features innovative and talented guests like Jay Summit, Neil Patel, and David Meltzer. Mark was Queer's 
top writer in 2018? This is a great question. And, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I've got to say, I, I think all of us, like deep down, kind of love mountains because it resembles something. It resembles, um, you know, climbing that, that thing that you might not necessarily be able to see the top right now, but you just know that it's worth it and you know you're going to struggle a lot. I've heard countless stories of brilliant entrepreneurs climbing real mountains and after they kind of break down and they realize that the mountain that they were climbing, it resembled and it symbolized them climbing all of the troubles in their real life. Hmm. Personally, I've never climbed a real mountain. I definitely want to. I don't know which one, but <laughs> um, probably the biggest mountain that I've climbed to date was, um, and I'm going to take this a bit personally if I can. Um, sure. Two years ago, a year and a half ago, um, you know, I uh, I faced some pretty serious depression and uh, anxiety. And, you know, now looking back at it, um, a lot of that was caused for me not following the life path that I was really built for, and me living hmm. another person's life. Um, but, you know, really climbing that mountain for me has really exploded my own personal life into uh, greatness. Like I would say I've always I've always had the business and marketing, um, you know, skills, so to say, like when I was 16, I started a business and it turned into a six figure business. So I always had that, but I just wow. never had the, the mindset. I never had like what, like I, at that time, even though I had did that, I never thought of myself as successful. I never thought of myself as a good person. So after climbing that mountain, it really showed me the other way of what's possible. And ever since I climbed that mountain a year and a half ago, you know, the difference has been light and day. Like I can tell you, I started doing a bunch of things like, you know, eating healthy, meditating, sleeping enough, exercising, doing, you know, doing all that healthy stuff. And, you know, it, it changes your entire reality. Like I can tell you my visual eyesight, my literal eyesight shifted in front of my eyes like a year ago. Whoa. When I started to be more positive and I started caring more about people, I would say that's probably the biggest mountain that I've climbed. And uh, yeah, I haven't looked back ever since. And here we come to the last mountain story. And it is a short and surprising one. Ilan Misulawin is the co-founder of ClickSeas the leading click fraud protection software used by thousands of advertisers. Elon told me in the interview that unless we have a million customers, I'm not happy. So um, I, I have a very deep history from the army as a paratrooper, climbing a lot of mountains, but that to me, I don't recall that as, as a... Uh, a positive experience. My the positive experience that is mountain related in my mind is actually an island. Oh. And my my dream actually is to get to a place where I have been able to optimize every part of the business to a point in where my orchestration can be done from anywhere in the world and specifically one of the islands in Thailand. 
so you've got you've got a specific island that you are you are planning on sitting there and managing your world i sure do wow yeah um and 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 i think that well first of all i gotta you know my wife isn't on board with me on this yet <laughs> she would be on the mountain <laughs> she will, i'll be in the island but, uh, and this island has mountains as well so it's okay but i think that in the end of the day we're all working and building a business because we want to want to have more time as well with 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 our families with our friends um and the business becomes a means to an end uh and it's it's no i, I don't think there's any business that people say well i'm 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 running on this business just because i want this business to grow and grow and grow of course we all want that and we all want more money as well and we all want to the recognition but in the end of the day All I really want is to um, spend more time with my kids. Sure. Okay, my riches. These were our most educational and inspiring mountain stories from the past two and a half years. Now, you can choose what you would like to do next. As I see it, you have four options. First, you can, of course, do nothing in regards to this show. Simply do whatever you had previously planned or just switch to the next podcast. Second, you can enjoy the stories, be inspired by them, and gain the courage and strength necessary to take your entrepreneurship to a much higher level. Third, you can choose one or more of the inspiring successful interviewees to connect with and ask questions about so that you can learn from them. They all have plenty of free professional content on their sites. And you can even inquire about whether they can be your mentor if they offer that service. And last but not least, you can choose to download my free guide to the seven elements of entrepreneurial business success. This will help you create the best plan for the coming months. One, that will help you achieve your goals during the first half of 2020. So, until next week's episode. Bye! And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye! Thank you for listening to The Reach or Miss Show the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.